Hello and welcome back to the Omaha Podcast, where Omaha's most successful entrepreneurs help you grow your business. I'm Matt Tompkins, your host of Two Brothers Creative, and let me ask you, does this sound familiar? You wake up in the middle of the night in a panic, asking yourself if you replied to that email. Did you send off that proposal? Did you finish that project that's due tomorrow? Is that project due tomorrow? Did Bob get that TPS report done? Damn it, Bob. It's always Bob, by the way. If the answer is yes, then you are probably a business owner too. In our last episode of the podcast, we talked about processes and procedures with Gwen Aspen, CEO of Aniquim, who showed us what they are, how to get started, and how you can't scale your business without them. On today's episode, we will see just how much of an impact they have actually had in real time, in real practice. So we recorded that episode with Gwen. It was about five, six weeks ago. And in that time period, I took her advice immediately. And we did about six months of work uh, on processes and procedures in six weeks. No, uh, I have not slept uh, in a long time, uh, in probably six weeks, but I mean, what business owner does sleep? If processes and procedures seemed impossible or confusing or boring, let's be honest, it seems tedious and boring, Trust me, I, I, I hear you, I felt the same way. But on this episode of the podcast, you'll see how we actually did implement processes and procedures, how we made it manageable, and the immediate impact it has already had on our business, and how much it has helped my own stress and anxiety levels along with our team. Gwen Aspen returns to the podcast, but this time she asks me the questions to give you the answers you need. This is the Omaha Podcast, where Omaha's most successful entrepreneurs help your business grow. Okay, so I, I'm here because I get to ask you questions yes, so, about yep. your podcast, well, right? Let me, let me, yeah, let me set the premise here today. So, so Gwen and I, we had like a, I don't know, a mentor uh, implementer uh, afternoon together, and it was magical. Uh, we had. It was uh, a magical. <laughs> We went and had uh, uh, some some Mexican food for lunch, and it was just it was a dream day, dream date, uh, dream business date. And you gave me all these suggestions for like the broad uh, str strategy for the year, quarterly things to do, uh, which we've started doing that as well. And then the processes, procedures, roles, and responsibilities, all these things that I had heard about maybe uh, from your podcast, but I didn't know what they were how to implement them. I didn't even know what reconciliation of your finances was, let alone how to do it. And I feel like uh, our listeners are at that same point. I think a lot of people a few years into their business need to know what these things are and the mistakes I've maybe made along the way since our afternoon together, uh, hopefully they can take away from that so they can kind of build off of that and you know maybe not make the same mistakes or, or do it better. So let's start with you asking me questions about processes, procedures, and our strategy and everything uh, since we had our last conversation. Okay, so I do wanna start, I think that that meeting that we had is really important because you need to know like what the goal is. So um, I'm sure you're so busy, you're still working on the initial stages of your business. How hard was it for you to take an afternoon off to just think strategically? I mean, that had to be stressful. It, I tell you, scheduling it made it possible. And that's a lesson I think just overall, because if I don't schedule it, it doesn't get done. You mm -hmm. know, so I had to schedule that whole afternoon. And the fact that I had somebody else in their time there with me, uh, I had to respect that. I couldn't just, uh, can we do this next week? Or can we do this, uh, you know, can later? Can we take a 15 minute yeah. break and check email? Like we really focused yeah. 
on what you needed to get done. So, okay, so what did you get out of setting up? Because that kind of set the tone for the, I know you had done some processes and procedures before that, but I think that set the tone for for your prioritization of the processes and procedures, did it? Absolutely. Uh, so we had started putting together Google Docs of like how to do certain things. And I think, you know, Myerden and I worked on it a lot and it's like, oh, we'll be the adult responsible business owner. We should do this. But we didn't even consider how do you implement it? How do you use it? So we immediately started uh, looking into some of the, um, the sites and software and programs you recommended, uh, 90.io for kind of an EOS uh, similar to traction model, and then uh, sweetprocess.com. Yeah. Just to make sure that the <laughs> listeners understand. So EOS is kind of like a meeting model, a way to, uh, it's kind of like the grown up in the room, how to have a cadence for for accountability. So you have weekly meet, well, daily huddles, weekly meetings, monthly uh, or uh, quarterly meetings and annual meetings to set the strategic initiatives up so that you are successful and meet your goals. What Then you said sweet process. Yeah, so that was, like you said, entrepreneurial uh, uh, organization. Operating, <laughs> operating system. system. There it is, EOS, it's easier to say, but yeah. We did that, and then sweetprocess.com, there's also Process Street that I think you've used before too. Uh, that was one we signed up for. We said, okay, you know what? 100 bucks to a month. To write your process. To write our processes. I'm like, okay, well, we'll do this trial. We'll see. Uh, it's 100 bucks. We'll try it out. And immediately, like Myron and I started going down these rabbit holes because you can really, you can do processes and procedures for everything. But when we started to dial it in and we, we figured out what was crucial, what was important to focus on first, uh, it really just started kind of coming together. And Sweet Process does an incredible job of keeping it simple uh, for both you and the person using it. Like you can check off a box when a, when a step is done and you can uh, assign things out, recurring assignments. So I never have to say, hey, Ben, edit this thing if it's a weekly thing and he knows how to do it, when it's due, I know when it's done or when it isn't. Okay, so that prioritization is really hard because like you're so overwhelmed when you own a business so you're just getting started. What did you prioritize and how did you come up with that as your prioritization? Well, we started with like what our needs are. So we looked at, uh, you know, editing and production, which is what we do here uh, to the Two Brothers Creative. So like this show here, if we're producing it, uh, Myerden is editing it. He's putting together a certain number of elements that we have in this package we deliver for each client uh, for each episode of, of their video podcast. So we knew that if we wanted to scale, uh, first we needed to know how much time this is taking us now to do. So we would time that out, figure that out, and then we figured out with that the maximum capacity that we could actually take on. And then if we needed to hire other people, well, we would have to be able to easily show them how we want it to be done so that it's done at the same quality uh, that we uh, that we require for our uh, our product here for our services. So we started with that. It was okay. So yeah. just to 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 act <laughs> up, I, listen here. Yeah. So you started with a process, and then it almost sounds like you kind of came up with a KPI, like how long should this take, so that you know if someone's taking too long, you know it's too long. So you created like a scope, like mm -hmm. a the scope of what's acceptable for length of time something takes. That way you can bill it appropriately. That way you can manage appropriately because you know what things are supposed to take and then you can staff appropriately, correct? That's correct. That sounds way more formal than I think <laughs> it was actually intended, but yeah. I mean, we we wanted to know like what can we what's the maximum we can take on here because 
like I said, hiring new people, expanding, scaling, uh, just knowing what each person is even doing on a, on a given day, we didn't have any way to track it. And you used the term in our our, uh, our mentor afternoon where you said you need to become a metrics-based company. And that at first for me, especially I'm creative, like math, what? Like, yeah, no, yeah. thank you. I thought, no, I don't. I don't know about that, but you're saying it. So I said, okay, I should listen to the person who has been where I am and, and see if, if they're right. And you were, and so conveying that to the our, our staff, to our entire team, that we are now a metrics-based company. And all that means is we have a way a measurable to hold ourselves accountable. And that's, that's what was like the first kind of thing that clicked. Okay, if I can hold you accountable, it's not just a gut feeling that you know, you should have got this done in a less amount of time or, or whatever may have happened, I can actually measure it. So that was kind of what the first thing that maybe clicked uh, for me. And the other thing was just knowing, knowing what you actually know, because if you don't know your finances, if you don't know what you can actually do or output, uh, A, you, you're not productive during the day, B, you're always stressed and scrambling to just, you know, uh, holding on to the vine, uh, as they say in traction, but, uh, you also can't delegate or grow or do anything you're dreaming of accomplishing with your business. And I also think that there's like this, if you don't know where you stand financially, sometimes the fear of looking at it is worse than the actual result. Like when you get really honest about where you are, okay, you might find out that you're not as successful as you wish you had been or you would set out to be at the beginning of the year, but at least you know and then you can solve that problem. So I think one of the things that we talked about was where you were financially and then how to grow the business. So once you had your metrics of what was possible at your business, then we could kind of come up with a sales pipeline and what you had to do in order to bring business in and how much business you could handle with the people that you have. Absolutely. And organizing that at the top in just simple ways. Because I know a lot of this sounds like, man, this is a lot of different things to consume and to process and then uh, get done. Uh, a couple of things that really helped me simplify it that you mentioned was, or told, had told me was to, uh, what are the three most important parts of any business? You know, your, your sales, marketing, your operations, and your finances. And I hadn't really structured it that way. I hadn't like sales and marketing and, uh, well, we haven't done any marketing and, uh, you know, like that you would traditionally think of necessarily. Uh, we haven't spent any money, I guess, on marketing. It's all referral marketing and things like that. So putting that at the top is 100% correct. Like you don't have a business if you're not growing and you're not bringing in new sales and the operations and the finances. I think the finances and sales part were not even close to the top for me. It was just a secondary uh, consideration. But you know, you said uh, you're not always going to have clients. There are going to be things that happen. You can't just plan as if it's going to stay the same forever. Um, so that really helped. Like it's a simple thing. And then the other thing was you said just spend an hour a day, an hour a day, uh, whether it's learning QuickBooks or learning, um, uh, putting your roles and responsibilities, your accountable accountability chart together. I can do that. I can say one hour a day is possible or even 30 minutes a day. You can get a lot done in an hour a day. And for me, that hour turned into like 10 hours a day because I really enjoyed put the process of making processes and procedures. So uh, it got really fun. I'll tell you the motivating thing for me when I got into it, because Wendy was kind of concerned. She's like, you are spending a lot of time uh, on your computer. You're getting up earlier than you've ever gotten up before and you're working on all this stuff, but you don't seem 
like stressed, you don't seem uh, depressed or anything like that. It, it, you seem healthy and normal, but you're spending a lot of time doing these things. And the, the reason is that I felt good. I really did. It felt great as a business owner to know I don't have to feel the way I have felt up to this point mm -hmm. with the stress, the anxiety, all the the fears, waking up in the middle of the night going, oh my God, did I import this thing or did I delete this thing or wait, do I have a meeting tomorrow? Am I missing something? It's all there and you know that forever, for you know eternity, if you just get this down, it's a, a, it's a, it's a long haul in the beginning, but once you get it, then you build off of it, it's nice and steady. So that, that was my focus through this whole process was, this is going to eliminate the things I hate about, mm. uh, you know, the, the I think any business owner can relate to, the stress and everything else I mentioned. So I focused on, on that, you know, so one hour a day, uh, organizing things top to bottom and just really simplifying it makes it possible. So I, just to kind of, put that in a bow what i think is the processes and procedures create a system where you can hold people accountable and you can truly delegate knowing that your product will stay stable yes. like your product the quality of the output isn't going to vary because you have a system to get to that output and when you have that sense it builds confidence in the owner and that confidence brings a new business and then when you know that you have the confidence in your product, that the, the, the output's gonna be consistent, then it's easy to sell. And it's kind of like reinforcing cycle of, of prosperity and success. Of goodness, it's just yeah. all goodness. And yeah, you're right. And your employees, your team, they're going to be happier working for you. So they're gonna be more productive just on that uh, front. We uh, have just brought on a, a remote video editor and we went through the, uh, the process of, okay, that's a, it's like a half hour meeting, showed him like he knows how to edit. So he's already at that level. And we walked him through what our procedure is and let him go. And we heard back, it turned out amazing didn't need to make any major edits or anything like that. It was it was pretty much good to go. And his response was like, this is amazing. This is incredible. Like it's it's for them, for your your staff, for your employees, it's just as stress-free as it is for the owner. Well, everyone knows how to win. So in anybody's job, they just wanna be able to consistently win because that's what makes closing your laptop at the end of the day feel successful. If you have a metric, if they know if they meet that metric or they have that output that that everyone's clear on what that looks like because it's measurable and then you have the process for how you get to that measurable outcome everybody likes their job so then it makes managing people a lot less stressful so yes is writing processes and procedures for a creative person like you going to be like the most fun rewarding thing in the world hell no like that's just not reality but if you take the time and effort and you did it six weeks of work in six months because you could see that the end result was going to get you where you want to go um i mean that can seem overwhelming when you take on that project but when you get into it and you start working on it and you prioritize those things and get the things that you hate doing or that need to get off your plate first do those first and then you can get into you know issuing people credit cards like way later down the line right mm -hmm. but you get those initial things done i mean you can watch your business grow and succeed and scale and it's very rewarding it, it is and even for somebody like me i uh, who's creative uh one 
part of this job is that it is not linear. Like you, you're never done. Okay, we finished this episode of, the, of a podcast. There's always the next episode. So it's always a with social media. It's always a what have you done for me lately uh, type of uh, demand that's put on you, and that's frustrating for me. This was actually very relaxing. I used to do woodwork and stuff because that was linear. It was like, okay, once I nail this in, I never have to unnail it or nail it again. It's just done. I don't know if you can unnail anything, but uh, <laughs> that's how I looked at that. It was very relaxing and it felt like meditation almost in a weird way. So doing these, it, it was the same thing. It's a linear process and we'll get into like the, the bigger uh, strategy stuff uh, in another episode. Uh, but what would you recommend for where I'm at now as far as looking ahead? Like, You've made a good start. You did the six months of work in six weeks. Things are, are going, they're moving. What's like the mistake that is likely to happen next to avoid? And what would you suggest uh, for uh, anybody in my position after you finally got them in place to do next? Okay, so, so I hate to bust your ball, oh. <laughs> but like it's not gonna stay linear. I'm sorry. Like some of the processes will stay the same, like accounting, same. I mean, accounting is not supposed to be creative. So once you get accounting done, like you're not going to change that process or procedure. Yeah. Very unlikely unless, I don't know, very unlikely. It's going to stay relatively the same. But as you move forward, I mean, some of your processes because of the scale will change and progress. You'll have to use more software. Different things will happen. But the goal is to just have that be your habit and have people come on board and know that that's just how you roll. And if you're not into processes and procedures, if you're not into accountability, you're not into metrics, this isn't the right place for you, which is fine. It's not for everybody, but that's how we operate. So as long as you have that mindset, you're gonna win and progress. I think the main thing moving forward is to just when you're having, so you're gonna have these level 10 meetings, which is from the EOS, Make sure that those goals are in line. So you're gonna have your operational tasks, which just run in the background. That's like the day-to-day -day stuff that everybody's gotta do. But now with the EOS system, everyone's gonna have quarterly objectives or projects that they have to accomplish that move the business forward. The difficulty people have there is prioritizing the right things because there are probably like 20 things you could see your business doing. And a lot of business, uh, owners get bored with their core business, so they do a shiny object. Yeah. You want to stay on track. I do that all the time. I wanted to start a uh, a painting uh, business where you know I would just paint uh, different uh, logos and brands of companies on myself and walk around town. But you know, Myron's like Matt. I don't think anybody wants to see that. A and B. How are you going to make any money? And we got this other stuff to do. So staying on track and then making sure that those projects are very well defined with milestones and holding people accountable is the next like yeah big thing but it, i have no doubt that you can do it it's exciting and i will say that again to kind of leave on a moment of inspiration or motivation and you you did this with me and i think it's important for anybody uh, right now that is in a similar position years in or 10 years in who needs to do this they've been putting it off and maybe you doubt yourself because you think 
this is too impossible of a task. I don't even know where to start. No way I can do this all alone and get this all done. Uh, start it because it is what will get you to the things you can't even imagine yourself possible doing. And you did. You said that to me in, in our, our afternoon together. Uh, no, this is an, uh, an enterprise level idea. This is a huge idea. This is a great uh, this is a great uh, company and everything you're building here. We just need to get this stuff in order so you have a foundation to actually get to that place. And I, I think most uh, business owners probably think, what? Like I no, this is. I'm just down the street. I'm the the friendly neighborhood uh, X Y Z. But you can do those big, hairy, audacious goals. You can achieve them. Step one is having somebody tell you that they're possible. Uh, step two is believing yourself, but then putting in the structure, the plan. And one hour a day. There. Yeah, one, one hour, hour a day. day. If yeah. you do it one hour a day, it's amazing how quickly your business can go from being stressful and you're feeling burned out to feeling in control and systematized. We lose 41 days a year. I just looked this up. That's the only reason I, I know this on Google, but 41 days every year on average just to checking our email. You can take one hour a day and you can maybe not check your email and work on something that is going to get you to a place there. You don't have to check email ever again. Who knows? You can retire in the Caribbean and I don't know where you're planning to retire, but. <laughs> you can, yeah. or you could have an assistant if you've systematized your oh, email, yes. you can yeah. have a, your assistant do exactly. your email for you. So uh, best of luck to anybody who is starting. And if you're just starting, it, it, reach out to us. I wanna know if there's any way my experiences can help. I mean, that's part of the, this podcast is bringing successful entrepreneurs like Gwen Aspen here to the show, hearing their mentorship, their advice, their recommenda uh, recommendations. But then also from my perspective of implementing it in real time and sharing you all the 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 good looking parts and the ugly looking parts and everything that goes with operating a successful business so thank you gwen thank you it's fun to be on the show you did a good job interviewing me i mean it was not as good as like me when i interviewed you but still i i you know well i you know i just try i try to take your lead and hopefully in time i'll be as good of an interviewer as we'll, you. we'll get you there don't worry <laughs> i believe in you <laughs> Thanks once again for joining us here today on the Omaha Podcast. Subscribe wherever you're listening. All it takes is one, one finger, one little click and boom, you're done. You have the resources you need to grow your business and the help, the assistance, the mentorship from Omaha's most successful entrepreneurs, including Gwen Aspen. Her contact information and all the resources from today's episode are in the show notes. Omaha Podcast, where Omaha's most successful entrepreneurs help your business grow. 